you're listening to No Fear Finances, the simplified guide to all your financial struggles. If you're looking to conquer your fears, you have come to the right place. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to No Fear Finances. I am your host, Anthony Iwan, and I am joined with my co-host, Kevin Seminis. Kevin, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty well. How are you doing today, Tony? You know what, Kevin? I'm doing fantastic. I love having you as my co-host. So You know what? You have that little <laughs> board to play sounds, and it's going straight to your head. That's all I'm saying. You know, uh, all I can say is with great power comes great responsibility, and I do have that responsibility. So, Checks out to me. <laughs> Before we get into the question of the day, I would like to take a quick message from today's sponsors. Okay, so let's go ahead and get Dan called in. I'm doing fantastic out here driving around. So Dan, what is your question that you would like to be answered on this podcast? I would say... What's going on with the financing these days? Like just the high interest rates, that kind of stuff. That is such a great question, Dan. And I'm actually going to throw this one to Kevin to start us off. Thanks, Tony. And Dan, that's such a great question. I always love hearing from you. So interest rates and inflation, you know, oftentimes they follow each other as inflation increases so will interest rates, which is a double whammy for consumers in the United States and, frankly, the world economy. And here's why. Everyone knows how inflation is affecting car prices, gasoline, and right now dairy. I went to Aldi, and a dozen eggs were $4.99, so $5 for a carton of standard eggs, not even the organic ones. Less than three years ago, I remember buying eggs for 25 cents a dozen from Aldi for about one day. They had a surplus of eggs. So these same price increases are happening across the board. We are all in the same boat. People buying homes today are oftentimes paying between 6 and 7% interest with good credit. That means if you have a standard you know, $300,000 mortgage, let's just use that, you'll be paying $1,900 per month just on principal and interest. This same $300,000 mortgage was less than $1,300 a month two years ago when interest rates were less than 3%. While all this is happening, it seems like we hear about people getting laid off from tech companies on a daily basis almost. Many of these are high paying jobs too. So the economy was too hot for too long, and we were seeing a correction back to probably where it should be. So, Tony, what happens if interest rates and the price of products continues to increase? As sad as it is, um, I actually think people are going to continue to struggle a little bit longer. However, the Fed is currently hoping to get inflation rates down to a manageable rate of 2%, which again, like you said, is the reason they, they keep pushing up those interest rates. Again, for the listeners out there, essentially what that means is how the dollar is actually affected. Essentially, every year at an inflation rate of 2%, that just means that the dollar will lose 2% of its value. So let's just take $100. This year, that $100 is going to remain that $100. 
However, with an inflation rate of 2%, the following year it's only going to be worth $98. Since inflation rate is around 5% right now, you can see about how that's going to really affect your dollar in the long term, unless we can figure out how to get this inflation rate down. Kevin, what do you what do you think? You know, I think if interest rates and the price of products continue to increase, we will see much of the same as we are seeing right now. Uh, you know, we will say we, we will see we will see interest rates continue to increase, which will make monthly payments for housing, cars, and other forms of debt more expensive, and budgeting will be more important than ever. If you get stuck with an unexpected expense, you know, how will you handle it? That's a very interesting question, Kevin, and I think that's where a lot of Americans run into this problem, as most don't have the financial understanding that they should be creating these emergency funds for situations like this, being an emergency related to personal self-inflicted interests, or it could be things that are completely out of their forces, such as things happening within the market. Me personally, I currently have an emergency fund that I have set up in a separate account for expenses that I'm unable or unknowing that are going to pop up. So I keep about $4,000 set aside for things that we classify as emergencies. Well, that's interesting, Tony. We know many Americans do not have the proper emergency funds in place and are putting money on their credit cards when these expenses arise. And that could be quite dangerous, especially right now in the high interest rate environment we're in. So if you haven't listened to the episode on credit cards and you have credit card debt, you should give that a quick listen. Our episodes are shortened to the point. That's funny, Kevin, because that's not the only thing that is short around here. I'm referring to the list of people who actually have an emergency fund. So hang in there as the market does always correct itself. Continue to budget and make smart decisions to ensure that you can ride out this inflation wave. Remember to keep investing in smart assets and together we will conquer your financial. And a quick disclosure. The content of this podcast is to provide informational purposes only and should not be considered investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell any types of securities. <laughs>